Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. What's up, guys? It's Bobby Roast Beef, everybody. We're here for Jigs and Bigs. It's another. It's it's a Monday morning, and I've got Sean the Fisherman on the line with me. We're uh, we're testing out some new gear uh, from from Zoom. Uh, we're trying out the the Pod Track Four or the Pod Track P Four rather, and uh, so so this may I don't know it may sound a little bit different. We may have uh, some some elements that pop up here and there. This thing can do a lot, and uh, I'm interested to see what can happen. So, uh, Sean, how you doing today, buddy? Morning, man. Happy Monday. Yeah, very happy Monday. Very happy Monday indeed. I'm sitting here drinking my coffee, wearing my nice uh, Jigs and Bigs hoodie, which has gotten a workout. Oh, this weekend it was freaking cold, man. Yeah, I know. I was out both mornings. It was uh, it was rough. Yeah, you want to hear about my Saturday? I'll just go right into it. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can tell me about it. Hang on a sec. Let's set this up. You, I think I think it's only right. Let's set this up the right way, guys. We're gonna listen to Sean the Fisherman's uh, tale of uh, tournament Saturday. I have more intro music now. This this machine is fantastic. Is it giving you a back rub right now? What else is it doing? You don't want to know. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, you and I talked about this. I, I called you on the on the ride home. Yep. Um, I fished out with the uh, the fine folks of of MacB Mass, uh, Mass Kayak Bassing, <clears throat> run by Ken Woody. We had a tournament out at uh, Lake Ma- uh, Masspinock, which is also known as North Pond, out in. Hopkinton, which is south of Worcester. So yes, we're getting outside of Western Mass, but this isn't my fishing report, so I don't yeah. really give a shit. Yeah. So we went out there, and um, I fished there once before. Uh, maybe uh, I'd have to look, but I think it was like two to three years ago. Um, helping Nelson actually was in a, a knockout tournament, and that's where he was uh, fishing. And we went and pre-fished it the week prior to check the place out. Yep. Um, it's a recreational lake, which fits into that mold of lakes that I generally you know, try not to fish. If there's a tournament, I'll fish them. But, you know, I like my small ponds that are quiet. I, I don't want, you know, as, as the, uh, the term goes lake lice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want lake lice zipping around. Um, for those of you who are uninitiated, uh, lake lice is a term we, we, uh, came across for, um, uh, you know, jet skiers, recreational boaters that are just way too out of control. It's, uh, there were a couple on the lake on Saturday, but, but I digress. 
So we got out there and um, as we all know, what was it, Friday, Friday to Saturday night? Friday to Saturday night it went, we had that horrible temperature drop, I believe, right? It was a huge temperature drop. I think it was like 40 yeah. degrees. Yeah, it was it was nasty. Yeah. So um, I didn't have a lot of high hopes, but I, I fish the same way when I go out every time. I, yep. I you know, kind of go into robot mode here, cut up the water, see what I can do, see what they're hitting, uh, try to make adjustments as I go on. I always, you know, come in with preconceptions and and it's always nice to to rig up my, my rods and not have to change lures. It means I'm thinking ahead correctly, but yes, um, there was one lure I had pre-rigged and I kind of figured it was going to be a factor for me. And, um, it's a, it's a lure I've been using all year and it's, I don't really want to get into what it is, but it's a, it's a finesse lure. Um, it's not a drop shot. It is absolutely not a drop shot. Fair. Um, so I kind of figured that was going to be, uh, effective, um, based on the, the temperature drop. Yep. So we got out there, uh, I worked a bunch of docks first, uh, kind of kept them, kept my eye on one particular point that was submerged and wanted to hit that a little later on. Um, but my first, my first go was, uh, where I had success when we went out and pre-fish a few years ago. So, um, this tournament was obviously a, a large mouth and small mouth tournament. Um, there were lunkers for, there were lunker prizes for large mouth, small mouth and pickerel. So, uh, my second fish of the day, my first fish of the day on that lure that I, I had ready to go was uh, a small largemouth, but it, you know, it counted. My second fish a little farther down, a small, small mouth. So I'm like, okay, good. It's it's not even eight o'clock. The attorney started at seven. I'm like, I got two fish on the board. That's pretty good. That's not bad. And then I looked at this. Yeah, I looked at the standings and there was not a lot of action going on. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to be a rough one. <clears throat> so from that point, um, I didn't catch any fish for three hours. <laughs> I just, I aimlessly meandered down my path that I had chosen and got no hits, yep. no action. Um, I turned around, circled back up, went North. Now what's going through your mind? Way. Like at that point where you're like three hours deep without a bite, like where are you, where's your head at? Well, so the last time I fished this place, it's not like I'm familiar with it. Yep. So sometimes when you fish a lake in the spring and then don't see that lake for X amount of years, yeah. um, you're trying to re it's like a whole new lake. You're reanalyzing everything. So, um, I went to, I, I kind of floated around to see what else was there. You know, I'm looking for, there wasn't, you know, being a, a recreational lake with a lot of houses on it, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of timber in the water. Yep. Um, I don't know if they treat for aquatic plant growth. I have no idea. I was looking for weed beds, stuff, stuff that the fish would be hunkered down in. Yeah. Um, or, or quick drop off, stuff like that. Um, it got windy too, which didn't help because I think there was, don't quote me on this. I think there was 24, 26, some, somewhere in that neighborhood, somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 people in the tournament. And I was one of two or three people that didn't have a pedal or powered kayak. Oh, so wow. I was in a paddle kayak. It's, it's, it's rough in the wind. I mean, I even had my, I have a drift sock, so that helped slow me down, but, um, yeah, it was a little rough. So I went North, the North part of the pond, uh, aside from being extremely weedy was down too. So it was, for me, it was really, really tough. I got there later in the day. If there was a morning topwater bite, I don't yep. know about it. And then here's where I had a problem. So when I was driving, I got a mess. I got a, a notice on my phone that something was wrong with the charger. And I was driving. I didn't, I just kind of blew it off. When I got there, my phone was not at full power. Oh, that's so it being cold and having to run a couple of background apps by eight or nine o'clock in the morning, I had like 30% power. Yep. So now, now I said, oh shit. And I turned my phone off and said, I'm just going to use it you know, anytime I catch a fish. So whatever it was three hours later, I floated by that point that I had decided I wanted to fish and, and ran a crankbait by it and got, 
got smashed by an 11 inch yellow perch. Well, I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> so he went back in the water. And then I, as I worked my way around the point, I got fish number three, which was a largemouth. Very happy. It was a small largemouth. But at this point, I, I kept looking at I, I looked at the standings when I turned my phone on and it was really it was tight. I mean, 10, 11, it, the minimum is eight inch for, um, for mass kayak bassing. They have yep. a, an addendum to the, uh, the KBF rules. The KBF rules are usually 12 inch, but there's a, a modification that eight inches count because we're in new England. We're in new England. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I caught that third fish and I was looking at the board. I, I didn't have a shot at the, the, the top spot, but I always like to finish as high as I can. It just, I, I know what kind of a meat grinder these tournaments are and, yeah. You know, finishing top 10 in a field of 25 guys that, that can all fish, that's that's a huge confidence boost. Even if you don't win, it's like I hung with. It's, you know yeah, I mean? that's, it, it is. It's it's definitely a boost, you know, in, in your confidence. And also, it's an accomplishment to to perform that well in, in that circle. You know what I mean? The, like, these are, yeah, these are yeah. regular anglers who are out there competing week in and week out. And, you know, and in monthlies and everything else. So you get to know them. And, you know, it's, it says a lot when you're like not bottom of the barrel going into this, you know? Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of these guys that fish at MACBee, they're, they're fishing national tournaments. Yeah. I mean, it's no, these guys are no joke. I mean, you're, if you're, you're hanging with this group of guys, man, it's, it's a, I, I seriously, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's a meat grinder. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I mean? Um, so I got three fish in the boat. At that point, I'm very happy, and I stayed in this one area. I found uh, there was one point everyone—I think everyone in the tournament passed by at least once and hung around at. There were just bait fish everywhere. There were bluegills, there were shiners, uh, juvenile bass. They were all hanging around this one weed bed. Yep. I don't know if it was because it was out of the wind, whatever. But uh, I got fish number four, and here's where I made what was a—you know—it wasn't a fatal error. It was just stupid. So it was a small fish. And I hooked it and yanked it into the boat. No big deal. Swung it right into my hand. I'm like, sweet. And, and I, I put my ruler on my lap and I looked at my net. And usually what I do is, and a lot of guys will do this, is you hang your net over the left side of your kayak. Because when you're measuring these fish, the fish have to be facing left. So you want to see their left eye up. They're looking to the left. And that's where the 90-degree bend in your, your ruler, your hog trough, your, your catch board is. Yep. Usually what most people will do is they'll hang your net over the left side by your elbow. Um, so that way, if the fish decides to do a, a flip, a circus flip, it goes into the net and then you go, ha ha ha, you naughty fish. And you pull them back out and you actually try to measure them and get a picture again. So my little 11 incher here that I caught, I put him on the board and he flipped once into the boat. And again, I looked at my net and I'm like, nah, he'll be fine. And I put him down. And as I was going to take the picture, he flipped into the water. So there was an 11 incher that, well, again, it would not have put me in the money, but it was annoying. And I just kind of stewed on that a bit. And then I took my original path again down the shoreline. Yep. And with a half hour left in the tournament, I caught another bass. So that was on the board, bass number four. So there were a lot of guys, myself included, that did not catch a full limit. Or yeah. let me let me let me take that back. There were a lot of guys like myself that did not submit a full limit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Because what was so, it? What um, was the, the term that we coined yesterday? Uh, you beefed it. Yeah, well, I beefed yeah, it. You, I beefed, you it beefed it good. Nice. Or somebody beefed me. I beefed myself. I don't know what. Whatever. Whatever you want to. However you want to frame that, I, I screwed the pooch. So um, because I didn't slow down and take my time and I knew that net would be valuable. And it's it, it's almost like I probably, you know, hearing me talk about and write about, uh, you know, my my fishing log. And I, I approach 
there, there is no like leisure fishing for me. I've worked leisure into my routine. I, I have a routine when I go out, I, I try to cut things up a certain way. I do yeah. things, you know, as efficiently as I can, but I do, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, name a sport and name an action within that sport. Basketball, you shoot free throws the same way. Uh, quarterbacks for football will, will, you know, make sure their arm motion is the same way every time. Yep. And uh, I try to do that. And part of that is measuring the fish the same way. And I didn't do it. And um, what ended up happening was, again, I was not in the money, but, you know, being in that upper echelon of guys who would have turned in a full limit, that, again, that's that confidence boost. It would have made win, a difference. What, yeah. Yeah. You didn't win, but you did enough to place high. So the difference was I finished, I think, 14th um, with four fish. And, um, it was so tight that if I would have turned that little stupid 11 inch bass in, I would have been an eighth, which is a top 10. And I like, you know, again, it's a confidence and mental boost for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I jacked that up. That was pretty good. Well, these things happen, you know, I mean, nah, what, what no, can you it, do? It, they, it's true. What am I? Well, uh, number one, these things shouldn't happen. Number yep. two, what am I going to do? Put the net on the side of the boat. If yeah. he flips over the net or around it, I, I get it. But I, I at least you know, the precaution was the, there. The procedure was followed, yeah. sir. The procedure was followed. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I, I definitely hear you, man. I definitely, definitely hear you. It's, it, it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things. Oh mm -hmm. God. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. My Saturday was nowhere near as uh, interesting. Um, I, I pretty much. So my, my family, all the girls, my wife and my two daughters, decided to go to the beach of all weekends. They decided to go to the beach this weekend. They've been planning this since like late spring. They're like, oh, we'll go late season. It'll be awesome. And it was, it was no joke. It was ice cold <laughs> over oh, yeah. overnight. I mean, it was like not a, a great beach day. But my uh, my youngest insisted on getting in the ocean. She did. She was happy she did. She was uh, warmer afterwards when she came back inside. But so they were all gone. So it was just me and the dog hanging out. And I did have a bunch of plans to get out and do some fishing. And I only got out uh, a little bit, just a couple hours here and there, because it was just it was just tough. I went out for about four or five hours on Saturday uh, and fished late afternoon into evening, really until the sun kind of went down. And that's when I when I think I talked to you, Sean was then mm -hmm. while I was out then. And uh, it was, you know, I, I had a great time out there. There's this one body of water I really do enjoy fishing locally. And they've been doing some some uh, some significant landscaping, we'll say. Uh, there's been some beautification along uh, some of the areas of the banks where they've removed a lot of vegetation that was grown, uh, just really overgrown, cut back some trees, and now it's it's a whole other kind of area. A part of me is expecting there to be a no fishing sign in the next year or two over there. But it yep. is what it is. In the meantime, I'm going to try and enjoy it as much as possible. And they were, uh, they were, they were biting, but not like biting with any type of real oomph behind it. There was no real significance. And I did. I managed to hook one uh, yesterday using a Ned rig. I just downsized, and I actually used a tip from our guest, uh, a, a tip for a weedless Ned that worked out really, really well. I, I really, really liked it. So it worked out. I used a, a shaky head from Reaction Tackle, and uh, used that as my Ned with a little. Rattle and Ned in there got a little bit of noise. It's great color. It's super dirty water, and uh, that was that was the one fish. So it's I, I'm I'm uh, now I finally caught a fish since my shaving mishap. Where now I uh, look like I should open a pizza shop. It's what we're, what we're dealing with. I don't I don't know if I'd use that description, but I'd probably go a little harsher with that. You know my feeling on on what you on what you did. 
your your choice of style for that one, but we're not going to bring it up. I, we're good. I, yes, it's, pizza it, shop. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think that's the the first thought where everybody uh, tends to go. That's uh, I'll say family friendly is uh, pizza shop. <laughs> yeah, family friendly, yeah. or or you could get yourself a, a pair of. Uh, what uh, red or blue suspenders and get a nice little hat, be a plumber. You could attack Goombas. You know, <laughs> that that too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Fire, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I freaking love it, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was just, you know, it's, it's getting cold. It is what it is. And uh, we, I gotta, we actually have to do some talking. I know that camping trip is coming up, but I'm like, you know, I, I want to be prepared for this cold weather stuff. So, you know, Sean and I had mentioned in the, what was it, last week's episode that we would like to start like a little roundtable discussion revolving around cold weather gear. So I just want to throw this out there again, that if anybody has any uh, specific items or tricks or tips or anything like that, especially kayak fishing uh, in, in the colder weather, you know, things that are going to keep you uh, warm and comfortable, but at the same time, things that aren't going to put you at risk. So things that are going to be safe, not something that's going to fill up under, fill up with water should you end up going in, uh, you know, something like that. But, you know, things that are, are both safe and warm and comfortable. So we're trying to kind of like open this up because there's a lot of people, even if you live down south and the weather changes a little bit here, like, you know, it, it's going to get cooler if nothing else. Uh, uh, but for the folks that are up up north like we are, it gets it can get pretty brutal, especially you get in, get in October. That water can get get frigid, and uh, it does so quickly. It cools down once that sun goes down, man. It cools down fast, and those low temps are significant. So it's definitely something we gotta we gotta look to have a conversation on. And uh, and I think I don't know. Did we, did we say Sean if we were gonna do this? Are, are we gonna try and do this as a live stream uh, roundtable? I think that could be kind of fun. We have a lot of stuff. I, 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 I am up for anything. I, yeah. I just want information. And again, I am not beholden to any brand of, yeah. of yeah. gear. I, I I just want, I'm looking for a safe, comfortable, you know, f- fishing. What? How do we say this? Fishing outfit? I don't yeah. know what. Fishing. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say apparatus, but yeah. Fishing outfit, you know? Yeah. So, so that I, way you're I, everything you need to be on the water and safe. Yeah. And yes, exactly. Warm, dry, not dead. Yep. There, there's my requirements. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, some may say that's a bit too much to ask. I, I don't know that that is too much to ask. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I've gone through three or four different setups over the years, and just some things I know will keep me warm and dry, yep. but I worry about it. Well, if I go in the water, I'm screwed. Some things that I know will keep me warm, dry, and safe in the water, but they're incredibly uncomfortable, and then I'm snarled up. I mean, you know, I got physical issues one way or another, and sitting in a kayak for X amount of hours with my body being pulled in three different directions from from uh, neoprene is, is yep. not helpful. You yeah, know, exactly. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm open to suggestions and that's really why I brought it to you, you know, and said we should discuss this with the listeners. So, yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. So, but definitely folks, if you're out there, you're listening to this and, and you're like, Oh, you know, I like to go out when it gets a little bit nippy, you know, and uh, the leaves are turning and uh, we might get some potential snow squalls, something like that. If, if, if you're that type of angler and you found something that works for you, share that information, go over to jigsmigs.com over at our contact page and uh, drop us a message right there. 
there. Or even easier, just go and email jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com. We'd love to have this conversation with you guys and kind of, you know, come up with a, with with a, the best answer we can. And, you know, I mean, nothing is permanent. Like, you come up with, a, with something that may work. Everything is a for now because you could discover something down the road that's even better. You know, so it's like everything in life, you know, is is uh, is up for debate or change. So you know, we're, we're open open to to some ideas. So if you have any information, get in touch with us, and we will uh, we'll, we'll put that all together so that we can start uh, start working towards something really good. Well, I'll tell you though, it is like. It, I, I noticed in a, in a big way, like I really just had to start downsizing a lot uh, to get any kind of like real real bites. I'm cur- I, I'm you know I mean I know you're not against all uh, finesse fishing, so I'm curious what that rig was that you were throwing there. I I had uh, I tried a bunch of different finesse stuff and and nothing, but the the Ned seemed to do it. Just it it just seemed to do it. Well, yeah, I mean you you fish with me, you know what I use, yeah, you know as far generally. as plastic, and I just keep quiet about it because I think I have a different presentation for most. But it was yep. it was a plastic that was Ned rigged. It was just an un, not a normal choice of a. I, I'm the honestly I'm the only person I know who uses these things. So yeah, um, again again, my own particular brand of bullshit. I was just gonna say <laughs> so, that absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. It's not anything you can't buy anywhere. But I just don't know anybody who's Ned rigging this shit. You know, I am. It's so. funny uh, that I use that line. I forget who I was talking with. It might have been, it might have been one of our listeners. It might have been Albert out in San Antonio. We were talking, uh, and anyway, I was having a conversation with a listener on Instagram, and uh, I quoted you. I was like, you know, they mentioned something about, oh, I've been been fishing a whopper plopper. Everybody around here has been having great luck with whopper ploppers and everything. So I threw it out there. I was just like, you know, sometimes they just see enough stuff. There's a trend nearby where people are all throwing the same things, like Senkos. You get a, you know, oh, this pun, oh, they, they kill them on Senkos over here. Well, that might be an indication that you might want to change things up because if you find you're throwing those baits that everybody claims they've had such great luck with, that may have run its course. Like they might be slick to that now. You know, you might want to just go against the grain a little bit and change things up. You know, throw something that's got claws or a tail instead of just a stick bait or, if you're throwing, you know, something on top of water that you feel like they've seen a bunch, maybe you just kind of change it up a little bit. Like maybe just the size, you know, and if everybody around you is throwing a Whopper Plopper 90, drop down to a 75 or go large, you know, and 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 yeah. go go from there and, and, you know, dial it in. Because there, I think I definitely think that there is something to be said when you th- offer them something that's different than what they've seen. You've at least got that or there. You've at least got their attention. If that makes sense. Yeah. And- yeah. And, and where I make that work with my, you know, minimalist gear yep. that I bring with me in the kayak, like I don't, when you and I talked, I think we were on air, was it last week or the week before? No, it was, uh, it was the Q and a session when I said, you know, yep. I only bring minimal minimalist gear, but I bring that gear for literally every situation. And yeah. Here's as, as a tournament angler, what I always think is, um, and I've learned over time, you, you can't win every tournament. Yeah. You can, you can place, but if you, try to keep up with every trend that comes through the market. Like for example, this, this knockout tournament that I got booted from in the second round this year, I think first yep. or second, round, I can't remember. Um, when I asked the guy who I fished against what he caught everything on and he caught some massive fish, he showed me a, a plastic that I wouldn't buy. And, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I would have, I would have said, Oh my God, I got to run out and get those in eight colors. Now yep. I just think, you know what? I'm not good for him. He, he followed that trend. He's a step ahead of me. I'm not, I'm not going out and buying those. Yeah. You know, they, this is one occurrence. 
if I go out, if you go out and buy every lure that everybody beats you in a tournament with, you're, you're going to be destitute in a week. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my stuff. I know it, it, my stuff. I have confidence, confidence in the things I bring with me. I have confidence in that I'm going to be able to catch fish with them. And then, you know, I mean, one of the great mysteries that I contemplate when I'm out fishing is how, how does one person uh, who goes out fishing says, you know, I know where a 21, I know where the 21s are. I know how to get those 21s versus a 19. How do yep. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's something I, I struggle with. So um, I do, again, I do what I'm confident with. I bring a small amount of gear, but I'm supremely confident with it. And then I, I know that gear and what situations to use it. In. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to lead into my next outing of the uh, week. And, you know, I, you know, as you know, I cover all this stuff in the fishing report. So everybody's going to hear this first, but I'll cover it on the report too. If somebody's not listening to the podcast, I had an impromptu outing uh, yesterday morning with uh, Nelson and, uh, and cousin John. Yep. So um my cousin John has, has really like blossomed. Um, like two years ago, you know, he was learning bass fishing. Um, he was actually, I think most of his experience prior to that was out on the ocean. My, yeah. that side of the family has, a um, a large number of, uh, 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 not residences, but they have, you know, like summer trailers down in Rhode Island. So mm-hmm. they're always down there, you know, surf casting, fishing out of kayaks out there. So he's gotten into the bass fishing game. He got the bug and he actually went down, um, to North Carolina for a year or two years with his wife. And they lived down there as he was getting his career started. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an athletic trainer. So, um, they were, they were down there and he, he had a pond near, I guess the high school he was working at and he would constantly hit that pond, just North Carolina bass, North Carolina bass. So now he got the bug, he had the bug and he came back and now we've been fishing a ton together. Yep. Um, so this year, I don't, I, again, I don't know what he's doing differently, but he has been whooping my ass. Like, we have a, we have a side bet going that every time we go out, whoever catches the lunker, you know, the biggest, biggest bass, they got to buy the, the chips and soda on the way home. Nice. That's it. That, that's our deal. And you've, you've, you and I fished with him once. And he, yeah, we did. And he, he yeah. had to buy. Did he, what, did, he, did he whoop my ass that day too? Or did I win that day? No, no, no. Remember. Who was his buddy that he came with that, that got oh, the lunker? That was his brother-in-law. Um, that's right. Shit. Was it? Yeah, was his name Max? I only met him once. Yeah, so that's yeah, and he got yeah. the he got the lunker like right at the end. Yeah, he got that good smallmouth. Yeah, but between me and John, I can't remember who got it, but I I'll tell you this: he has bought chips and a soda for me more times than I'd care to think about this yep. this year, and it's just constant, like. And it yeah. is it is the weirdest weirdest way to work it. The one who catches the lunker, the biggest bass. Is the one buying for that day? Usually, it's the loser. It, like, yeah, it, yeah. Well, well, you know why we're not doubling? Well, we're we're kind of it's it's so it's not doubling down. Like, hey, I lost, and I got to buy something. It's, yeah. Oh, you lost. Now you get a soda and chips. It's more patronizing. That's, family. That, okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. I wanted you to explain that because it's the only way it makes sense. It's do awesome. Taste, do your chips taste good with your tears on them? Oh, have a <laughs> soda. <laughs> Oh, and now, and now some of you guys have a nice little inside look into the mind of Sean, the fisherman. (laughs) It's the only, like, I needed to get, find a way to get you to explain that. It's perfect. Yeah, we're dicks. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I don't know why I think um, it's so funny. Oh, it's, it's just, you know, you know, whatever. 
It's, it's, it's working for us. I mean, it's, it's working for, it's working for me. I'm getting a lot of free chips and soda this year. It's there great. you go. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's not good. Cause you know, I'm in all these tournaments. He's not. And then he's getting like yesterday, the great example yesterday, I'll, I'll get into this trip. Um, we met up with Nelson. It was kind of an impromptu thing. Uh, we went out to uh, Lake Buell way out in the what, Southwest corner of the state up yep. in Monterey. It's a beautiful Lake. It does have uh, some, moderately high traffic between fishermen and recreational boaters, but we figured with the cold, it wouldn't be too bad. And it, it wasn't, we didn't get to any, I don't think we got recreational boaters until we were getting ready to pack it up. It was a short trip. We had, uh, yep. I think everybody, everybody had adulting to do in the afternoon. So, um, no, we got there, the, the fish were on, uh, we, we, uh, there's a lot of deep weed lines there and we worked those. And, um, I ended up catching like, what did I catch? I don't, I don't have my notes. In, oh, I do have my notes in front of me. Hold on. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. I caught six largemouth, three pickerel, and I had a pike to the boat that shook the hook. It wasn't a big pike, so I wasn't overly upset about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, working with the cold water, it, it's it's now in the, I think it was in the low 60s when we got there yesterday. Yeah. So fall is here in the Berkshires. Like if you're anywhere in the in the western side of the state and you're a bass fisherman and you're thinking about, oh, wait till it gets colder. Wait to go now because they're biting now. It's like, the time. That's 50. That 50, like that window of 50 or whatever, like when it, when it drops below, you know, 65 degrees and gets to about 50, that's where I find that big bite. Um, that's when I find fish feeding up. And it was yeah. true yesterday because we were only there for four hours and I probably missed another three or four fish, you know, so I would have had over a dozen for four hours. It's much better than, much better than Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we went out there. We threw again sinking creature baits, and and you know me, and I don't. I, I've said it before. I think I do it differently, so I'm not really too um, shy about saying this. But I use a ton of lipless crankbaits. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. They're my probably my favorite surge bait. Um, yep. I use chatterbaits a lot too, but my God, lipless crankbaits for me. Um, once I really got comfortable with them, yeah, um, they did a ton of damage yesterday. So it was a lot of fun. Um, Unfortunately, the brand I use doesn't have a ton of colors, which kind of drives me nuts, um, mm-hmm. particularly a couple I look for, but I may do, and, and I did fine yesterday. So we, uh, we caught a bunch of fish and John was actually on a, uh, this is, this is funny. So keep in mind my story from a minute ago, John said, Hey, I heard, uh, the trout may be, you know, getting stocked. There might be some holdovers in there too. I said, well, uh, from my, what I understand the trout are being stocked in the next couple weeks. And I think, and anybody who works for DCR can happily send us an email and, and correct me. Um, I think they start the trout stocking starts out East because I believe there's a hatchery in sandwich out on the Cape. Huh. So for, for all of you, for all of you, non um, American listeners. And you know, if you don't live in the Northeast, yes, there's a town in Massachusetts called sandwich. I believe there was a sandwich police car that made a meme. Yeah, there is sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yes, we have a town called sandwich. Um, but there's a trout hatchery there, I believe. And I think they start on the Cape and then work their way West. And if there's any leftovers, they'll, they'll double down on the Cape. If I'm wrong, please call me up. Tell me, I'm not trying to spread false information. I'm not trying to spread fake news. I, I, I think that's how it works. I don't know that though. Um, so we're waiting on the trout stocking out here and I don't think they advertise it because I think people tend to show up with nets if, uh, if that happens, which sucks. Um, so we were out there, John floated around drifting power bait and something else, trying to get some trout to bikes. I said, if we catch any trout, uh, we're skipping the chips yeah. and we're going to my house and cutting that trout up and we're having trout and eggs immediately. Yep. So 
that didn't happen. So John had to buy me chips because he got a goddamn bass that would have been fine for any of my tournaments, and I caught undersized ones. So congrats again, John. Thanks for the chips. Way to rub it in. <laughs> That's for you, John. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> On a side note, just so I can just so I can uh kind of pump one of my favorite little stops. Um, you know, you know, where I live and we tend to use 57, Route 57 to go out in the mountains for a number yep. of lakes. Um, I think you and I went there once to the uh the Granville General Store out in Granville. Oh nice yeah. Little stop. Yep. Man, do they have some they make their own cheese, they have great cheese, and they have lots of chips and soda, which you can drown your sorrows in if your cousin whoops your ass bass fishing. Just exactly. Saying. Pick it all, pick whatever you'd like. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. awesome. So that was, yeah. I mean, like I said, we, we caught plenty of fish. We had a good time, but I needed something. I think uh, my small, I have two fish in monthly tournaments at 16 and a half. So I need bigger than 16 and a half. It's quarter inch increments. So I needed 16.75. John caught a 16.75. My biggest was a uh, 15.75. So yep. the hell with me. Yep. So that's the way that, that's the way that goes. Very nice. Very, very nice. Chip. So yeah, you had you had a pretty uh, a pretty good week. I mean, not the most productive uh, weekend as far as numbers or anything, but uh, I think over, overall you had a uh, much better weekend than I, <laughs> I did for sure with the with the little dink that I had caught. We got. Uh, is there anything else? Oh no, we wanted to talk also about the uh, chronic trips in October. Yeah. So let, before I get that, just one last final thing. Oh, fire it this, up! You just said you just said numbers. Well, um, I think we talked about on the on the the Q and A podcast. Yep. You know me with my numbers. So again, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I top my own personal record. So I'm beating myself at video games here. <laughs> I have five, I have 518 largemouth out of Massachusetts this year. They're not all trophies, obviously. Most of them are probably, what, 14 inches? I don't know. I haven't yep. looked, but that's a goddamn lot of largemouth. You're counting all the nibblers. I mean, basically anything that's that any largemouth caught. That's in your books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I catch yep. a largemouth, I write it. I write it down, and and I I also blew my pickerel record out of the out of the water this year. I yeah. got like a hundred. I think I'm coming near 120 pickerel. That's, that's a lot of pickerel. That's a shitload of pickerel. That's a lot of slime, when, my friend. Yes, but when you uh, what do you man clone? When you <laughs> yes, man clone. <laughs> when when you talk about pickerel though, and I've been targeting them, that segues very nicely into the chronic trips October multi-species tournament 100 percent the 100 150 percent yep 150 so that is coming up signups are still available I, I don't think I have to, to press it too hard um it seems like after talking with Seth we we tend to have a lot of uh of late signups I mean you haven't even signed up for it yet I know you're gonna yep. be in it yep uh, especially now that we have the two divisions that is uh, something I'm looking so forward to you have no idea I like doing stuff with spreadsheets and now I now I get to do two. Yeah. Oh God, this is this is great. <laughs> but it's it's going to change the competition a hundred percent because yeah. you know now all of the sponsors now they're it's not just like well you know the it, it was always we're going to compete in this we're going to have some fun with it and whatever you know it's like we can't really win no but this time we can win you know at least among the other sponsors and participants or the other sponsors and. And uh, promoters and stuff, so that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I, I'm kind of happy about that. <clears throat> yep, and and the the points will not be divided up again. Like last the last time, you know, I, yeah. I had every time I did an update, I had to say, well, you know, Mark, myself, we finished one two, but it doesn't matter. Well, yep. now I'm going to do two divisions, and it does matter. It matters. You know, every, so, yep. You know, so there's going to be 
you know, there's going to be two people, one in the can athletes and sponsors and one in the competitors that are each going to have four points. You know, it's going to be divvied out that way. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm I think it'll be really highly fun. looking forward to it. And there's been and, a lot of buzz with with some yeah. some new people looking to enter and I, I've been telling people I, especially it, this is multi-species and both salt and freshwater so get out there and fish have some fun so I, I'm thinking that I'm, I'm at least hoping we will see some some new additions for competitors joining in and it's it's worth we already it. have yeah that's that's huge. I looked at the list before we uh, of, of who's already registered before we started talking and I saw yeah. a couple new names so that's good that's great and I uh, I did talk with a couple of people at the tournament before we got started on Saturday and that got brought up and I said, well, you know, if you're interested in multi-species, this is where it's at. And a couple of yeah. guys kind of raised an eyebrow and said, yeah, we'll, we'll look into it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I will say this, um, as of today, I am back at college. So oh, that's I right. don't know how my fishing time is going to go. So, you know, I might have to, I might have to really, really, really think out where I'm going to go to get bigger fish because I'm not going to have the fishing time I did in, in August or, uh, or particularly June. I mean, June, my wife just said, go out and fish. So that was awesome. Yep. Um, so it's not an excuse. It just means I got to try harder. So it's all good. You know, we all, we all have responsibilities in life and I've got three classes left for my master's and I want to get this done. Get it out of so, the way, get it finished. Exactly. Exactly. So that's all I had for this week. What do you got? What's going on? Talk to me. Shoot. Uh, hit me with some funny shit. Hit me with some funny shit. Nice. <laughs> so this week, uh, this week I, I really don't have a whole lot going on. I've got some some private events going. Uh, Saturday, I'm, I'm trying to. Saturday, I'll be in Connecticut, um, Northern Connecticut, and I was throwing around the idea of trying to connect with some of our uh, our friends from down there and maybe get some some night fishing in. But I gotta check the time of the uh, of the sunset for about then because I don't know what the end of my um, with the end of my event being about you know 5 p.m. I'm not sure how far I'll be able to run out you know from where I am. So I may just try to find find a spot nearby there or you know maybe get together early on Saturday. And then this uh, we're we're in that season now, Sean. Where uh, see you don't you don't have have daughters. I've got two daughters and my wife, and every fall. It's like every weekend needs to be filled with pumpkins or apples or something. So we're starting to get to be about that time. So we're we're probably gonna fit, you know put something together for uh, for Sunday. I'm thinking Sunday morning. Probably do some mm-hmm. apple picking and such, and you know whatnot, and then we'll go from there. And and I may be able to fish later on in that afternoon as well. So we'll try and get out there. I'm looking to put something together tonight, though. Uh, I want to get this podcast edited and, and in the can and ready to go, so I can get out tonight for a little bit. And uh, and see if I can get get on them at all, and uh, and you know figure out some of this uh, fall transition bite. You know, see if we can make some stuff work. I have been uh, playing around with some new topwater stuff. You know, the ones I'm I'm playing around with, and uh, I I love them. <laughs> I just I, I love them, man. I think I've I've found my go to walking bait. I think I have hundred percent. You know, you know, really. Oh, really I, I just I just laughed because I was thinking about this yesterday when I was out because I was throwing it around. But yep. one, one of my good friends, uh, Dan who I fished with, I mean, we started fishing together freshman year in high school. By the time we were seniors, uh, you know, a a, a quick, quick side tangent question here. Are we starting the particular series today with the Sean, the fisherman stories? Yes, we are. Well, I don't want to mention it then because it's coming up after this intro. Oh, okay. But the gentleman, the gentleman mentioned in that, uh, in the series, the, the focus of this series 
obviously he and I went out and fished and one day he brought a Zara puppy with him, the small, the smaller version of the Zara spook. Yep. And, and this was, I don't know, we were sophomores or juniors in high school and he whooped my ass that day with that plug. And I was just wide eyed. I said, what, how are you doing that? What, yeah. what is going on? And of course I tied one on and, if anybody who's ever used a, a walking, a cigar shaped walking bait, you know that you don't just tie one on and it works. It's not a crankbait. It's not a spinner. It's not, it's, you have to learn to use it. You have to learn the cadence. So, um, he whooped my ass that day and I devoted the rest of that summer to learning it. So by the time I was really fishing heavily with Dan, when we were seniors, he, he actually said to me, he goes, you know, I, I tell people the way you walk the dog. I've never seen anything like that because mm-hmm. I, I'm I got good with it. You know, my wrists would hurt. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. It was it, it was high school. I mean, <laughs> maybe there were other other reasons my wrists were hurting, but regardless, I walked the dog like an animal. So uh when I handed you the rod that I had the the Zara spook tied on, we went out a couple weeks ago. Yep. And I said, you know, it might take you some 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 time to get used to this. And you whipped it out and just worked it back perfectly. And you just looked at me with utter disgust and said, dude, I'm a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> And I it's, said, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. You've got, you've got the rhythm. It, it took you about, literally it took you two turns of the handle and you were just on it and you got that perfect Z wake, you know, that Z shape. Yeah, and I was want. like, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, and and my, my brother and I had a, had a conversation too years ago yep. where he, he also drums. And I said, Hey, he goes, you know, it's, it's just funny. You know, he goes, I, I like, you know, cause I, I, I have the art background and he said, it's funny. I got like the timing. I said, you know, my brother said, Mike, we both have the timing. I said, but you are able to, to express it through drums and being able to do that. I said, I can do it through fishing lures where I now have muscle memory. Like he has muscle memory for drumming. I yep. can, I can just, you know, it'll take me one second. If I, if you tie on a, a Zara spook or a Zara puppy or a different type of Walker, as you, as we saw, what, which one were we, we were using one that, that you had uh, procured somewhere from a yeah, mystery tackle box. It was an like MTV that. box, yeah, and I forget what the name of it was, but it was, it was, uh, it had a, it didn't have that that perfect cigar end in the in yeah. the face, it, it, and I think that the the line tie was actually not in the right spot. It it was diving is what was happening, or it had. Did, did, did was that the one that had it? It had a, a split ring on it, and I said I hate yes. using split rings. And it cut definitely off. did have a split so ring that, on it. Yeah, that might have. Did we try it both times? Did yes, I, I think did. I did. I think we I tried did. It with, we tried yeah, it and, both times, and it and it would sink. Yeah, both and it just times. didn't. It just didn't sync up with me. But I was getting it going, and I said, "Now watch what you know with a Zara Spook." And this is not a commercial for Zara Spooks. It's no. just the one I grew up using. Yeah, and honestly, I just I just think they're the best um, as far as that goes. And I I really have shied away from using them over the past like 10 to 15 years as I've gotten more subsurface yep. and I made sure to throw three of them in my tackle box. So I carry three of them with me and I was getting ready to use one yesterday, but I was catching too many fish on, uh, on, um, crankbaits. So I didn't. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it, Hey, if they're biting, like don't, don't change it up unless you have to, like, you know, I, yeah, exactly, that, that's exactly. the way I look at it. <laughs> you know, if it ain't if, broke, don't fix it. Yep. Absolutely. You know, don't leave fish to find fish and, uh, don't change up your lure unless that's your job. <laughs> you know, and always hang, always hang the net over the side of your boat when you're doing a CPR. There Don't you forget go. that one. There you go. go. Yeah. For further information on how to properly measure a fish, you guys can check out our Instagram over at Jigs and Bigs. Uh, are on Instagram. Check out the uh, IGTV. You'll see a perfect example of what to do and what not to do. It is, it's fantastic. So check and I'll that be, out. Re- I'll be, re- I'll be reviewing that between now and the uh, the next tournament. I think uh, perfect. I think there's a couple couple more MACB tournaments coming up that I'm not going to be able to make. I think there's one next weekend. I I can't do that one. And there's one. 
I think there's one the weekend we're doing that camping trip, so I'm not going to make that. But the yep. one after one after that is at one of my favorite lakes uh, down by Cape Cod, not on the Cape, but Snippetuit. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get in on that one. I like that one. It's Snippetuit's a big fun lake, and and I have caught northern pike in there. I haven't caught any in there in the past couple of years. Um, surprisingly, for for a northern pike body of water, that's incredibly shallow. Um, oh, really? The main lake, yeah, it's only like five five to six feet deep in most parts, but I have caught Northern Pike in there and I've, I've been around people caught, that have caught Northern Pike in there, but I haven't seen any in a couple of years. So, um, <laughs> did, awesome. has the water changed, you know, do they not live in there anymore? I don't know. I thought there was a breeding population, but I, all I caught in there last time was pickerel. Yep. Big pickerel, but no Northern Pike. So, uh, huh. not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. All righty. So let's go ahead and do this folks. We're going to take a short break. We're going to go from here. Check out that brand new series for Sean the Fisherman, and then after that, it is uh, interview time. And in the beef seat this week, I've got uh, well, I've got a, a Louisiana angler who, uh, well, she's she's kind of been killing it lately, uh, really, really killing it on uh, on Instagram. She's got a new YouTube channel. Definitely check it out. It's Megan Long. You might know her as Largemouth Sass, uh, and you probably have seen you know that meme, the 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 harder meme. You, you know what I'm talking about. I shared it earlier this weekend. Have a great conversation with Megan. She's got a, a killer personality. She's a lot of fun. And uh, just we had we had a great chat. It was really, really great. So stick around after the break, guys. We got more coming up after this brand new series of uh of Sean the Fisherman starts right after this. Sean. Hey everybody, this is Sean the Fisherman. I'm starting a special series today called the Dude Bud Series. There's a gentleman in my life that I've fished with for uh, 30 years that has been the biggest single influence on my fishing techniques, tactics, uh, everything to do with fishing. This guy, I have to give him credit that he has has been uh, that close of a mentor and a friend. We met 30 years ago in high school, and I'm not going to drop his real name, but I would like to tell today the origin of his name, the Dude Bud. So we were in high school. I want to say it was freshman or sophomore year. He had come up to myself and a group of friends standing around a locker, and I remember one of us asking, hey, man, what'd you do this weekend? Or what were you doing next weekend? Whatever question it was uh, pertaining to his activities. And his response was a <laughs> was very simple Dude, bud, fuck, hey, bud, dude, fuck. Dude, bud, fuck, hey, bud, dude, fuck. Dude, bud, fuck, hey, bud, dude, fuck. And he walked away. We were all left absolutely dumbfounded. I remember somebody in the group saying, what did that guy just say? So from then on, he earned the nickname, The Dude Bud. I'll be continuing on this series more for the uh, for the foreseeable future. I've got a lot of stories about uh, about the dude bud and uh, some of the adventures that we've had over the years. So I hope you enjoy them. Thanks. I'm Sean the Fisherman. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, what's up, guys? Bobby Roast Beef here. And in the beef seat, I have a brand new guest. An Instagram buddy, if you will. You may know her by the name Largemouth Sass. 
It's Megan Long. Megan, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing. It's you know we're uh, I'm I'm you know you're you're based further down south. I'm up here in New England, and uh, the weather is is starting to turn. It's starting to get New England up here, and uh, I'm not happy about it. It's a little chilly. How are things where you are? You uh you just had like a major storm come through, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We had one. I think it was last week. Yeah. And then and then we had the other one that was supposed to hit today, actually. Oh, really? And yeah, it made landfall in Mississippi and Alabama, or maybe just in Alabama. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, yeah. Kind of ran <laughs> it out. Was of a, it's it's a rough one. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. So this is a podcast about fishing. We're going to talk. Uh, about fishing, your likes, your dislikes. I'm gonna try and get some stories out of you, and uh, kind of, kind of, you know, we're we're gonna tell your story as well as you know, just kind of have a have a good time. So to get things started, why don't you tell me about how it was that you discovered fishing to the level at where you're at right now, like where you have that level of passion with you know uh, uh, social media accounts and you do tournaments and things as well, correct? Yeah, a little bit. They're not really serious tournaments, but uh-huh. they're, they're tournaments. I'm still competing against other really, really good anglers. They're actually, it's it's actually a bunch of old guys that have been fishing these areas for a long time. So, you know, it feels good when we do do good in them, but they're still just really small tournaments. Like oh, I hear you. We only get like about, I think the most we had was 19 boats. I mean, it's decent. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's not too bad at all. I mean, and when you're when you're out fishing, you're are you far, uh, are you fishing both salt and freshwater, or primarily freshwater? Yes. This specific place that we go to, they hold it every weekend, mm-hmm. especially when the major season dies, when the real clubs have their their break. Yeah. Our tournaments pick up, and he he takes it. He he has them every weekend. Gotcha. And um. We're fishing brackish, and oh, it is right. salt and freshwater, and it's a lot of fun because you'll hook onto a redfish, and you're like, oh, I hope it's a bass. I hope it's a bass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you don't know until you actually see it sometimes. That's kind of awesome. I mean, usually when you catch, like, a bigger redfish, you'll know because the way that they take off is just, <laughs> it's not like any other. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. So how did you discover fishing and your passion for it? I was just, you know, regular person going to going to shows, going to see bands and stuff. Yep. And that was pretty much the only thing that I did on my spare t- in my spare time. Yeah. Besides work, you know. And um, I had this avid, avid, avid catfish fisherman friend that wanted to take me and my boyfriend at the time out. Mm-hmm. So I agreed to it, and we went out, and we were out there for about three hours, night fishing for some catfish. We didn't get a bite, not one bite. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> and yeah, three hours later, they're like, well, it's been three hours. We haven't even gotten a bite. Let's leave. And I was like, wait, hold on. Nobody cast it over here. Can I cast over here before we go while we're packing up and stuff? So... That's what I did, and not even, like, not even 10 seconds, I feel. Like, I got a bite, and I was like, what? That's awesome. And I guess it kind of, like, set the hook itself, because I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. 
and I wound up catching like a six pound catfish. No and I know, right when we're leaving, and I'm like, and then I was kind of just like, you know what? I think this is my thing. I like fishing. This is badass. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time was, he had fished growing up, uh-huh. and I had never picked up a rod since that night. And I don't know, we, we started fishing a lot. We would go pond hopping mm-hmm. and we would sometimes go to, go to the lake and fish with shrimp and we'd catch the occasional bass with dead shrimp. Nice. That's awesome though. So yeah, you haven't been doing this for, for very long and you've, you've really, the, how long ago was that, that you got started? No, about six years, about five and a half, six years. Really? That's pretty awesome. That's really awesome because I hear a lot yeah. of the same story from a lot of a lot of people. And I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you run into this too, where they're like, "Oh, I've been fishing since I was, you know, a little kid, five, six years old. You know, I, I picked up a, a a rod when I went with, you know, right? someone in my family or something like that." And I've I've been waiting to kind of see where this was because I know not everybody gets out and fishes that young necessarily. And you've come a long way because I mean, just for if if anybody has has seen your Instagram, like. You know what's up. <laughs> I don't stop. I haven't stopped since I picked it up. It That's is like awesome. It is like it's everything. Oh, it's amazing. It's no, great. That's great. So I love it. I'm, I'm glad I finally found my thing. Like yeah. this is definitely my thing. Yeah. And, and that's how, how life is. I mean, sometimes it just, it just works that way where you just, you stumble on whatever that interest was or it is that, that, that kind of, you know, for no pun intended reels you in and you're just like, that's, that's it. I was the same way as you. Like I was going to, I played a lot of live music and I was in a lot of bands and played shows and stuff and went to as like 10 times as many shows as I played. And this was Hell all yeah. for my youth and it was great. Don't get me wrong, but like, I only really got serious about fishing. I want to say it was in like eight years ago, like 2012. Was when wow. I kind of got yeah I, I I mean I had fished with my 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 folks when I was uh, a kid you know just kind of fishing for w- whatever would bite but I only really got species specific and really started paying attention and it like I, I didn't even know what a bait caster was until about 2012 and then of I was just you know I was into it I was I was completely into it and uh, there was a year where I took off I don't know if you heard this story there's a, a video on a, on the the Instagram on the uh, podcast Patreon page, which is a React video uh, or uh, a React podcast rather of a video where things went terribly wrong and it caused me to not fish for a year because I was like, I- I'm done. I'm just not good at this. You know what I mean? I like what? beat myself up over it. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And then about a year went by, and then it was like that. A buddy of mine that it was actually at one of the trivia events where I was I was hosting a game show. And one of the, the guys that worked at the bar, we used to talk fishing all the time. He's like, let's go out tomorrow. We'll go out to such and such lake, and we'll, we'll go. We'll see if we can get on him. And I caught a three-pounder, and I was uh, that was it. Game over. <laughs> I was like, okay, I've still got all this stuff. Why not? Let's give it a go. So, I mean, it's just it's wild, you know, and it, it is. It's infectious. It takes you over, and then that's it. What are your preferences when it comes to fishing? I know you and I had talked a little bit about it before. Are you more of a – you said you're not down with kayaks. Oh, my God. Are you more of – I've seen you out on a big boat before. Are you more yeah. into being out on a boat, or are you, you know, are, or do you have, like, a, a soft spot for bank angling? All right, so – Kayaks are cool. Kayaks are really cool. Yep. If you have a pedal drive and 
and like uh, um, a good anchor system. Yeah. But I just I can't see myself putting that much money into something. Yeah. I feel like I would rather have a boat. Yeah. Oh, I I so believe me, this is something so I've wrestled with over and over and over again. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I have like a the five hundred dollar kayak yeah. that you know if I'm ever really itching I can get out there. But yeah. I don't I don't take kayak fishing seriously because I can't. I'm just not coordinated for it. <laughs> it is. It's it's a, it's like a like an art all its own. You know, when you're out there with a paddle, like right now, I have no anchor system at all on my kayak. Oh no! And I'm built like a sail. Like the wind hits me, and I'm like, "Bye, that's it." <laughs> I mean, best case scenario, I go in one direction, and then I can kind of make it work. Right. Worst case scenario, I'm spinning, and it's like, "All right, this is ridiculous." So I got to work on something there. But and that's like I've the few times I've been, you know, graced with the opportunity to go out on a big boat. I'm like, "This is what I want to do," <laughs> you know. Hundred percent. I'm not even gonna lie to myself. Like I, that's I, I live for it. As far as bodies of water, what are you, what do you lean toward? What do you mean exactly? Like, are you there's there's some anglers out there that are just like they need current, you know. So whether it's tidal or they need like a river system, uh, or they, you know, there's there's other anglers that are like they like large bodies of water for one reason or another, yeah. like large lakes, or you know, I, I, you know, there's a lot of us that have a soft spot for smaller lakes or or ponds that yeah. are a little bit more digestible. What do you lean toward? Yeah, I have a really, I have a, I have a big soft spot for pond hopping. Just, you know, me and my backpack and my, yep. my little rod runner and just pond hopping. But I do like getting on the boat. Oh, so, um, <laughs> so I like going to like, you know, bayous and I like those swampy areas. Yep. I like fishing cypress trees a lot. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's like on my bucket list, but the only thing that, that honest to God, so I got a, a question I've never asked anybody before, but just because you, so you're in Louisiana, right? Yes. Okay. What's the gator situation like? <laughs> Cause I've never had the chance to talk with another angler that's got, you know, gators like as part of life. Like, <laughs> In my yes. mind, it scares the shit out of me, you know? <laughs> no, wait, for real? Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Hippos? Hippos are the scariest that you have to worry about. <laughs> what? I mean, we don't we don't have hippos. Yeah, but I was going to say. Where there are, it's scary. For sure, yeah. Okay, so um, the gators... The gators really aren't a problem... Yeah. Um, I haven't had really bad experiences with him, but recently, we it was a little small gator. He was probably about three foot, and he just he kept coming up to the boat, and he just wanted whatever we had. Oh yeah. He must have been fed before. So if if they're being hand fed, they're gonna they're going to bother you. But if you're out in the middle of nowhere, for the most part, these gator are not gonna bother you but if you go in their territory while they're mating uh, that's what i've heard it's wild. it's insane it's like dinosaurs yeah if you go close to them like in a boat or a kayak or something yep. the, the way that they growl it just vibrates the boat and it it's like it's so loud it's insane it's really insane it's like from a movie it's 
That just blows my mind. Crazy. Because it is, it's a dinosaur. You know, it they really are. is. Like, I just, that's the one thing. Like, I see, like, YouTube fishermen from Alabama, like Lojo. He's another good one. And I'm like, I, I couldn't fish down there regularly and not, you know, at least have it in the back of my mind. Like, this could usually, end badly. Usually with, like, top water, they'll yep. be a little, they'll get in your area a little bit. But oh, okay. hmm. I've never, I've, I've never accidentally hooked on one so they don't really like you always know when they're coming after you <laughs> yeah so i've got a i've got a question that's a gear question um it's the first one now there's a saying out there in the fishing community that fishing tackle catches more fishermen than it actually <laughs> catches fish i'm interested specifically because you haven't been fishing your whole life but in the amount of time that you have been fishing what, in your opinion, is the most ridiculous tackle trend that you've sort of experienced or seen come about that you were like, that is insane? And the follow-up question is, are you guilty of using it? You know, I knew you were going to ask me this. Yep. <laughs> and I was trying to prepare for it, but I I couldn't think of anything. But yeah. I will say, I use a Ned Rig almost religiously. I love a Ned Rig. Love it. And really, they're just the most ridiculous baits, really. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, so I guess I'd have to say that. And, yeah, I'm guilty of using it. So <laughs> I, I do. I love it. Do you have a favorite Ned head? <laughs> oh, big secret. Oh, really? Okay. All right. I won't, I won't, big I won't secret. go <laughs> What about your plastic? What do you like for a Ned plastic? I mean, I, I, I'm not scared to share my secret. I'll share my secret. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I I call it a Ned Rig, but uh -huh. I'm, it's actually not. But I just I call it a Ned Rig. I use shaky heads with a oh, three inch yeah. worm, which it's just it's just a shaky head with three inch worm at that point. <laughs> but I call it a Ned Rig, yeah, because and it's impossible to fish that exposed hook here with man. all the. <sighs> I'm with impossible. you. I am so right there with you, like. I have to have so many of those and be well. And there's no real quality weed guard. Although I've heard that like at ICAST, there's been some breakthroughs with Z-Man having some new uh, weedless net heads. And there's an EWG style yeah. that's out there, which is one thing. But I'm with you. Like, because some of the, the net, head, net rigs that I use, I will sort of rig my plastic kind of ass backwards and rig it so that it's... It's Texas rigged so that it, that that hook is buried inside the plastic, and I worry about that. You know, I I think I think using a shaky head is brilliant. Absolutely, Hell yeah. yeah. No, I think it's it's brilliant. And I mean, really, like a Ned is only a Ned because it's so downsized. You know, yeah. Like a shaky head is like just like a big Ned. I love like taking a a, a shaky head, like a big like I just got these new new uh, shaky heads from Woo. They're three eighths. Uh, tungsten shaky heads and they're great and I love them with like a creature bait kind of like an X-Zone adrenaline bug or something like that yeah. they're just so badass I like putting crawfathers on them sometimes too yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah. have you ever traveled anywhere specifically to fish man I have not and I need to <laughs> that's perfect no the farthest I go is three hours and I usually Leave my house at like two thirty, three o'clock, yep. and I go to Grand Isle, all gotcha. the way at the end of the world. Now, what what's on your bucket list for locations? 
you know, it's really close to home. It's only four hours away, so I could, I mean, I go three for Grand Isle. I don't know why I haven't gone here. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Toledo Bend. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm kind of like that, though, on, on my bucket list for places I want to fish. The places I want to fish are only about four or five hours away. You know, it's just that there's such huge bodies of water. I'm not going to do it with my kayak. Right. <laughs> you know? So I got to right. work all that out. But, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm with you. You know, don't have to necessarily travel all the way around the world. Some people definitely want to. Oh, I need to. Yeah. What? Um, now, one of the newest questions that I've been throwing out there is like uh, – Somebody, I forget what it was. It might have, it, it might have been. I forget who it was, but one of my guests had mentioned before that it, it's not necessarily about where you are, is like the experience that you're having. And I really, I agree with that. And I think younger, younger anglers, really like they're, they're just younger people in general, are really focused on like experience and vibe more than they are like other tangible bullshit. You know, so. In your uh, like, can can you give me like a top three or or just a handful of names of people that you are like? I would love to fish with them, living or dead. It doesn't matter. So I really want to fish with my guy Canelli because I mean, he seems just like so fun but real at the same time. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Can I say you? Yeah, you can say me. <laughs> Absolutely, you can say me. We should definitely fish together. Someday. If I'm ever in Louisiana, I'm definitely going to hit you up, and we're going to fish, for sure. Heck yeah. I'll yeah. bust my kayak out for it. Nice. Very nice. I don't know. The only other person that really comes to mind is my mom. Yep. And she can, but she just doesn't want to, and I just want yeah. her to so bad, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's we, we recently, I did like an Instagram and ask sort of everybody this stuff. And I got some really, really interesting, interesting answers. You never know what people are going to say for who they want to fish with. The newest question I've added is about music. And I know you and I have talked a little bit about music today and turned you on to some pretty good stuff. Um, but what do you like to listen to, to get pumped up when you're going out to fish? Anything. I guess like classic rock. Yeah, no, that's always a home run. You can't go wrong. Like with some that. Zeppelin. Yeah. So let's say you're going out to a body of water that you've never fished before. Someone's like, "We're just going to go." The only information that you have, well, it's a little bit of everything. You know, like you got some lily pads, you got some weeds, nothing crazy. There's some rock. There's some timber. Things like that. You can build whatever rod and reel combo you want with whatever line. Uh, it doesn't even have to be something you own. What would you put together if you were only able to take one combo? Oh, geez. So that depends on what I'm throwing, too. Hmm. hmm. Makes you think. I don't know. I mean, I would just... It would probably be my... Because um, I love it. It's my favorite rod that I have. Mm-hmm. My Shimano Crucial. Oh, it's a medium good. light. Yep. It is nice. It's it's so sensitive. I just... I feel everything on it. And it's the greatest. And for the real, um, it would be something that I, I don't have. Oh, what kind of line would you be throwing? Probably some mono. I have not experienced with line. I haven't experienced with much, like... Uh-huh. Honestly, I don't like that question. <laughs> oh, I hear you. <laughs> because I haven't, like, I don't really experience with, like, my gear. Yep. There's there there's nothing wrong with that because you probably saw recently there was a picture of The Rock who was fishing and I think he was, like, promoting some 
branded tequila or something like that. And he caught this tiny bass and he did so on a frog. And, you know, like if you ask anybody, they're going to tell you that you should generally throw a frog on. Always. Yeah. On a, on a, on a super, super heavy rod with, you know, on a bait caster with super strong braid and everything. And he says in this thing that he caught, uh, this on a topwater frog on, on a a medium or a medium light rod with four pound test on a spinning. Now the thing is what, what people forget is you got to look at the water. You got to see what he was fishing and you could see it in the picture. It was like a small canal and it was completely open water not a problem you know as long as his drag was set up and whatever if it works for you it works for you i mean it it is it might not be ideal in the sense of like everybody like the the way people generally feel about setups but if it's working for you hey you know it's working for you there's nothing you can't really argue about that you know it's it's all about what you know what what works you know there's there's so much preference i've always said fishing is like uh one part science to one part art oh my god there's so much to learn yeah oh there totally is and you know it's like if you break the rules a lot like music i think it was david bowie said this one time about the synthesizer he's like the best thing about the synthesizer is that you take the instructions and throw them out the freaking window because like that's what you, you need to experiment to get the best out of it you know right I think it was him. I probably messed up that quote, but that was the gist was like, you gotta, you know, like there's, there's information that you should know about, but at the same time, like you got to experiment and that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's really all that matters, you know, if, is if it, if it's working for you. All right. So this whole show is, you know, primarily built on sharing stories, talking about, you know, all sorts of the, the, the extremes of joy and sadness that come with being an angler. So, Megan, I'd like you to share with me two different stories. One uh, that you're extremely proud of, something that you would share with anybody, you know, like a great accomplishment, or maybe it's a PB, maybe it's not. You can share a PB if you want. You know, share that element of pride uh, as your first story, and then follow that up with at least one uh, story of epic failure where everything just went wrong and, 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 and maybe, maybe, maybe frighteningly so go for it. <laughs> okay. So, um, the pride of moment would be, um, last year I fished a women's rodeo out of Grand Isle okay. and it was, um, saltwater and it was any species that you can target out there. It was, it was a category in there. And, um, I hustled really hard. Mm -hmm. I fished all weekend. Well, it was, um, it was for Friday and Saturday. It was a two day tournament. Oh, okay. And I fished all day, all night, slept in my car. Oh, wow. And, um, I caught first place black drum weighing at 34.34 pounds and holy crap and i caught um the second place flounder which was 3.56 pounds and um i don't know it was just a really cool moment i caught a nice redfish but he didn't he didn't stand a chance (laughs) and i caught a um a catfish and a speckled trout and they didn't rank either but um I caught a lot of fish that weekend, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. Got two trophies for two places, and that was 
that was the coolest moment fishing that I've had. That's awesome. And um, my biggest fail just happened recently. <laughs> Those are the best. I was, uh, I was, um, I was fishing for bass, and um, I was using a Ned rig, and I hooked on to something that felt pretty nice, and I was like, "Wow, this is just like dead weight. What is this?" Yeah, and as I'm pulling it up. I see that it's a flounder and I had a a panic attack, I guess. <laughs> and I just got really excited and I freaked out and I just wanted that flounder in the boat so bad. Yeah. So I did a, rook a rookie move and I grabbed the line and I tried to boat flip him oh. and um, he just, my line broke and he just flopped back in the water. Flounder's one of my favorite fish. Mm -hmm. It's definitely in my top, like, three. So that was biggest fail to me because, man, I wanted that fish. <laughs> I can relate. I recently had a three-pound – I would say I would guess probably a, a two-and-three-quarter to three-pound largemouth that I hooked – was it on a drop shot or was it on a shaky head? I want to say it was on a drop shot. And the same day I actually hooked a snapping turtle in the in the back of uh back of the rear leg um on my finesse hook. Like just uh, just foul hooked him and dragged and this this sucker was huge and I was able to shake the hook out and it was no problem. Thank God. I hate dealing with snapping turtles. Oh yeah. Um but the uh this one, I mean, I just happened to cast in into this one corner of this area. I fish here a lot and I happen to be with my youngest daughter, which <laughs> she she doesn't so much care about fishing so much, but when there's catching to be done, she is all about it. She's like, you know, gets her phone ready. She wants to like be right up in there and she sees this and her jaws on the ground and i'm trying to i'm standing on a platform that's uh, probably about five six feet up uh, uh, on top of the uh surface of the water and i'm using really light tackle like a 10 pound test leader which isn't the lightest stuff that i use but for for here this was just too light i didn't have the backbone to be able to, in the rod to be able to lift up and over right and i had to grab the line and i was like i know this is gonna snap I know it's going to snap. Yeah. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, and it was like heart-wrenching. It's terrible. So I can relate. That is awful. Yeah, and we awful. didn't have a net in the boat, which you should. You're supposed to have a net in the boat. Of course. Yeah. It's oh, of course. That's so many so many of those epic fail stories start with so we left the dock and we didn't have a net in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's a ton of them. I hear it all the time, but man, it's <laughs> That's crazy. There is one other question I want to ask you. So that um, the 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 sticker design that that you came up with, gripping the fish, that's that's your design, right? Yeah, but I must say I did not come up with that design. Okay, I'm just I'm just the person behind the design. The design. Okay. All right. Very nice. I think that is genius. And every time I see somebody or get a picture of somebody <laughs> holding, I like to take that picture and, and 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 modify it. I have to get one of these stickers to put on my kayak. On my kayak. Heck I yeah! I will I send have you to. three of them. Yeah, it's got to happen. It's got. I'm like that is genius. And then everybody I explain it to, they're like, "That's freaking hilarious." 
I was like, you go follow her now. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, Megan, go ahead and promote your uh, your stuff on social media, where people can find you, check out some of your awesome fish picks and your videos, your YouTube channel, all that stuff. Let it go. This is your moment. Have at it. All right. So um, I have an Instagram, and it is largemouth underscore sass. That's S-A-S-S. My uh, YouTube is just largemouth sass, no underscore. And my Facebook, I have a Facebook page, and it's actually Megalodon Fishing. I thought it kind of flowed <laughs> when awesome. a little bit. And it's, um, that's M-E-G-A space L-O-D-O-N Fishing. Or it's um, Fishing with Megan Long. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to work this Facebook stuff. But it's one of those. I love it. I love it. I, I do have another question for you. What's your relationship with LA Bass? Um I I see you rocking their stuff all the time. Are you are you like like a pro staff or is that you or it's not me. Um it started I wanna say it started in between twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I don't remember. But um when I found it, when I had first started fishing, I found it on Facebook. It was just a, a Facebook group. And it's just where everybody in the area would post their fish, post where they're fishing at and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just a Facebook group to have fun with. And gotcha. the owner, Bryce Hannah, made shirts and hats and merch and stuff like that. And everybody would rep it. All and right. So... The company actually got sold to a guy named Jared, and he, I guess, was looking for some people to rep his stuff, which I was trying to get my hands on it back yep. then, but I just couldn't because I don't think they shipped it. And But the company is growing now, and we're trying. I'm, I'm helping promote it. Very nice. And, um, I like it. I like, I like how it's, you know, Louisiana Bass. Yeah. School. No, it's what? awesome. I, I see it, and I'm just like, I, I was like, I wonder what the tie-in is with her. I was like, and it just dawned on me now. So I'm glad I asked. That's awesome. Yeah, I ran into the new owner mm-hmm. at um at a bass tournament, and he actually started talking to my boyfriend about it, and he gave him a free shirt and stuff. And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, <Yeah. laughs> I've been I've been following LA Bass for like ever. Can I get some stuff? Of course. Come on. So um. So I got, I got a few things and and I'm just, I'm helping rep it. I think it's neat. That's awesome. I I love it when there's like stuff that just kind of grows out of one region. It's sort of like, I've got a, a, a tight connection with, uh, this apparel and bait company, uh, Hooks at Hoodlums, that's up here in New England. Yes. And we're just kind of growing little by little by little, things like that. And it's, I love when I see their stuff on other people that from all over the country. I'm just like, that is so cool. Or even even more crazy is like when I see someone wearing a Jigs and Bigs t shirt in a fishing picture, I'm just like, that is the best thing ever, man. I love that. Oh, nothing yes. makes me, oh, that is the greatest, hands down. Megan, thank it's you. It's like me. It's What's like that? me with my stickers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love seeing my stickers on people's cars and stuff, and it's, it's fun. 
When I sent Sean the fisherman the picture of him holding that perch, and I made it a gif. That was the best part. As I took the picture of him holding this this little yellow perch and zoomed in, and, and it said harder. He just he's like, "What is wrong with you?" And I told him he's brand new to Instagram. I said, "You've got to go and follow." largemouth sass you've got to go and follow her i was like i'm I, this is not my idea it totally came from her page you've got to check it out unbelievable megan this was really really awesome. great i'm very very glad we we're able to do this i told you this is a pain uh, a pain-free process for the most part you know yeah you really you really stumped me on my gear question because like i i, I really i don't mm, like I just I know what I know and then that's it, you know, type thing. <laughs> I I totally totally understand. What my, my my one of my best friends in life is the same way. I'll ask him just you know making conversation. I'll be like, hey, so uh, what do you got tied on? He's like, oh, spinner bait. I was like, oh, very nice. What what combo are you running? He's like, I, I have no idea. He's <laughs> just honestly will just tell me I I have no idea. You're asking the wrong guy. That's, that's, what that's different. I mean, yeah. I know my baits. I know my baits and stuff, but yeah. I, just like the gear part like the rods and reels like i i get good stuff like i have two diowa tatulas yep and but like that's all i know you know yeah yeah, yeah. and i have a shimano slx nice. and um you like your slx shimano's it's okay yeah. i don't take it in salt water <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I've I've heard some horror stories from some people. I bought a Corrado for the first time uh earlier this summer and I really like it. Really like it a lot. But I'm also doing a review right now on a on a 13 fishing um Concept A on my jig rod and I I'm slowly falling in love with that as well cuz it's got like cork handles and stuff and I'm a sucker for that. I hear a lot of people don't like 13 fishing. Yeah, I've heard I actually I've heard a lot of people that don't like the rods, but I found that when it comes to rods, it's like shoes. Like people they they have their preferences and like you can't necessarily sway them, you know. People will say like, "Oh, yeah. I don't like wearing Doc Martens for whatever reason." And I'm I love them, you know. It's like that's just my thing. Um so it like it, it is it's such a personal thing I think with rods. With reels, I think it's a little bit different, you know? I don't know, like reels have parameters that like like one one company's medium heavy might run a little bit stiffer than another company yeah but but one company's 7.1 to 1 ratio a gear ratio is going to be the same as a 7.1 you know what i mean it's it's just they're kind of measured on different things but no it's pretty awesome i'm wicked i am super super glad that we got to do this this was really really great i you know i i think you're going to go on some really really big stuff i think your youtube channel is just 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 starting to blow up and you know good luck with everything you're doing out there you're really killing it i think that is badass uh what because you're a multi-species angler one thing i want to get in there you uh what's oh no you already told me your favorite species was fluke right Uh, it's one of them yeah i mean what was it fluke or flounder flounder was your favorite that's what it was flounder um we do a well i say we it's a nationwide tournament you might love this because it's fresh and saltwater uh, it's, it's this organization up here called chronic trips and they do this tournament through the fish donkey app 
And it's great because it's a month-long tournament that runs alternate. So we're going to start one in October, and it's a whole lot of fun. I think you'd really, really like it. Basically, you just measure inches, and you accrue points for where you place on a board. It's unbelievable. And if your species that you happen to be catching that day isn't listed, there's a, like a catch-all stringer at the end that's any five species. So you could take your top five any any five species for that month, and I think you'd love it. I think you'd probably kill it, actually, <laughs> with what, cool. some of what you're catching down there absolutely if you're interested in it i've got info i can i can get you and everything it's a lot of fun especially if i'm in grand isle it would be good <laughs> yeah i mean you know and if that's the thing if you're out tournament fishing anyway like d- double dip you know absolutely yeah. you, you catch a fish make it work for you you know i don't know that i have the mental uh, capacity or the it's good enough for my mental health to continue doing the monthly tournaments but I'm trying to get into some other stuff, and we're we're also uh, planning to, on doing some uh, bass tournaments that are nationwide, big boat, small boat, bank fishing, like just for fun, competitive, like sort of like to get to know the listeners of the show. So we'd love to have you in, in on some of that stuff as well. I think it'd be pretty awesome. Sweet. I'll try my best to do that. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Good stuff, Megan. Well, you have a good one. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right? All right. All right. Take care Thank now. You. you have yourself a good one. All right, you too. All right, guys, we're back. It was a pretty damn good interview there with Megan Long from uh, she's she's the badass Louisiana angler who's uh, who's killing it down there with the uh, brackish water and uh, getting on 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 all kinds of species. Check out the uh, artwork for this this episode of this Instagram or, or this it's actually posted on Instagram as well. But the artwork for this podcast that is a picture that kind of surmises I think all the species that uh, that she kind of targets down there in the in the Big Easy. So pretty awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Megan. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll 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 be uh, in contact with you further down the road as well, Sean. Uh, how's things going for you, bud? Good man. Good. I, uh, yeah, I'm always good. It's all it's good. Very things nice. Are good. I'm good. Yeah. Very, very nice. Folks, we're going to wrap things up now for this episode of Jigs and Bigs. One thing I do want to mention, again, I say it all the time, our listeners and our, our supporters are absolutely amazing. Uh, a couple of things you can do. If you love this show and uh, and you, you really you know, you want to see, th- see good things happen with it, do us a favor and just share it with your friends. Uh, go over to jigsandbigs.com and share the website with your friends. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, anything like that, share it along with your uh, social media. You know, if, you, if everybody, everyone of our listeners could get uh, a listener or, or a friend or two of theirs to uh, check out this podcast and check it out. We could just grow and grow and grow things. And, uh, and the, the more and more that this uh, this this pro- project really just grows and grows, the better and better the content will be. One thing I do want to note out there is that currently underway all this week and starting, we're recording this right now at 10 a.m., starting uh, at about uh, in about two hours, we got another giveaway coming up. Uh, we're giving away a uh, Shimano Metanium uh, XG reel, uh, no, a Metanium MGL. I'm not sure exactly the uh, the category for, for the speed of this reel, but it is a badass reel. It's another $400 reel. And the Metanium is unbelievably popular. Folks, expect uh, in about two hours to see a post on our Instagram of uh, all the accounts you need to go ahead and follow. Get Win yourself some cool stuff. You just got to be following us and all the other associated accounts in there. 
We'll go ahead and do that. So I, I love giveaways. Giveaways are awesome. And uh, we're working on some big stuff for uh, some giveaways with Old Glory Outdoors. Those are going to be on a regular monthly basis. We're going to go ahead and uh, get things up there. We do have a little bit of a short goal that I want to mention, folks, for Jigs and Bigs. We would like to get to t- over 10,000 uh, Instagram followers, if possible. That's the goal right there, mainly because we want to be able to share links with you folks in our story. Lots of great things coming up there, including we'll be doing some live stream podcasts, some roundtables that include some of our our friends, uh, our our jig heads, and of course the jig heads that are the super close friends. Those are our uh, our patrons over at our Patreon uh, website. You can check out that profile for the all the extra content that we've got coming up there. Lots of good things coming up. Lots more happening. And uh, like I said, I'm using right now this PodTrack P4 from Zoom as the recording device, and I I like it so far. I'm expecting to see a lot more happen. This means a lot for us in terms of being able to do more remote recording with the podcast and and in more of a streamlined fashion. So very, very excited to be incorporating this new piece of equipment into the podcast. It's working out great. Want to give a big thank you to everybody who's uh, taken the time to actually go over to something like Apple Podcast and provide us with uh, a rating and a review. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. That stuff goes a long way to help us out because it, it allows us to be seen that much more. We get a little bit, we get more eyes on our on our content this way. People are more likely to come across with the more reviews that we have, the more feedback that comes in. So thank you, everybody. All that stuff, uh, all your uh, your your you know advice or or, or any of your or, you know, I, I guess constructive criticisms or whatever, all that stuff really goes a long way with us. We t- do t- listen and pay attention, take it all to heart. So it's uh, it's really, really great. Thanks so much, everybody. Remember, as always, uh, tight lines. We will see you in uh, a week from now. And uh, I want to just drop a couple of things. I'm working on a few really, really fantastic interviews. Right now, I'm actually having a conversation with Debo about scheduling to uh, make all this stuff happen. So we got some great stuff coming up for you, folks. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Have yourselves a great one. Get on them and remember to uh, send us your information over at jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com for our discussion about winter gear for safe well, and comfortable fishing. What's that, Sean? Also, while we're at it, reminding the, the listeners to send us uh, information if they'd like. The cold weather stuff, the Sean the Fisherman Ask Me Anything. Oh, sh- ask Sean the Fisherman anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, true. That's true. Good point. We should, we should be calling it. We should be calling it jog Sean the Fisheries. Just jog, jog Sean the Fisherman's memory. Exactly. Because uh, you know, there's going to be. Gonna that's exactly it. There's going to be stories that are going to come out of that. Trust me. If there's something you've been wondering, like something, whether you're looking for, uh, you know, advice on something, or you maybe you have your own story that you want to share as well, you can throw that towards Sean the Fisherman, and he he may be able to to, to craft it into something entertaining for everybody. You know, uh, actually, Sean. <laughs> oh, where are we going with this? You know, if let me just throw this out there: if you have a Sean the Fisherman esque story that you would like to drop into that slot, is like a spotlight. You know, uh, drop us an email over at jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com. Send us an email with just a brief description of your story. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be against uh, having you call in and record uh, your story yourself. Or if you want to just have us kind of create the audiobook version for you, we could do that. Oh, that might be fun with voice acting. Is this going to lead to, like, live reenactments? Because I am not appearing naked anywhere. It it could. I'm not against it. Unless there's money involved. 
It it could. You never know. You <laughs> you you never never know. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, folks, for uh, checking out this episode. I really do appreciate you. You guys are absolutely fantastic. For myself and Sean the Fisherman, everybody, tight lines. Bye.